0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning, and you're with the double, double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? Ooh, what am I
1: thankful for? I am thankful for my alarm. Okay, Re- uh, okay Lawson. Yes. Are you being honest? Yeah, well... Are you being absolutely honest? I'm counting my sufferings as joy right now. <laughs> 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 you know, it's so strange. Like, okay, so I had an early night last night. I'm talking like I went to bed at like 8.30. Oh, nice. Like early night, like good early night. And when I woke up this morning, bro, I was struggling like I it it took me like everything to the point where like because I kind of of wiping your eyes as you walked into the studio here about what 15 minutes ago yeah I know like it it, it was just so strange like getting up this morning I like you know because I wake up in the morning and I pray and I didn't fall asleep while I prayed. you know I'm praying and it's all good and then I read my Bible and then it was just that next step to like get out of bed and get in the shower and like get Has just took everything so what you me. need
0: to do is walk out the front door down across the road and jump in the lake. jump in the lake <laughs> yeah lawson I- i'm gonna tell you to go and jump in the lake all right so that will wake thank- you up th- thanks you- you'll be you're yeah. welcome yeah. no problem anytime <laughs> okay i've just i've just told lawson to go jump in the lake on air <laughs> <laughs> um no thank you what are you thankful for this morning uh my pool which wakes me up every morning oh so nice I go jump in my
1: pool every morning nice See, I I do this. Oh, I I, did have you, a, you have a you have a pool that is bigger than mine. You should utilize it. Well, I did have a cold shower this morning, so that was good.
0: Yeah, yeah, did
1: yeah, it work? It, it helped a little bit. but helped. Still, I'm like, oh, God, please help me. Like, get okay, me. I'm
0: super thankful for uh, the weather forecast, which for our region is just nice for this time of year. It's yeah. just beautiful. It's gorgeous. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. There you go. So coming up in today's news, we are going to be talking about a number of themes that uh, yeah, I talk about on occasions, such as... Uh, alcohol and celibacy, big changes, possibly taking around our world
2: Alas and did my saviour bleed did my sovereign die would he devote that sacred head to someone such as I at the cross sad cross where I first saw the light The burden of my heart rolled away And it was there by faith I received my sight And now I am happy all the day Was it for Christ that I have done? He said in
0: listening to Anna a weather up with at the cross here on faith fm and lawson is about to give us the first clue for the quiz of the day so uh lawson is basically scrambling through his his bucket of quiz cards looking for one that hasn't been done in the last year you might be struggling to find one there lawson
1: what do you all mind, right for us? what book am i Are you ready? One of 66. Here we go. What book am I? Quote, come gather together for the great supper of God, uh, for the great supper of God. So you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of all people. Ooh, correct. <laughs> so no double prizes up yeah, for grabs today, but 1 800 324. You should know better than that. 843. Oh, okay. Throw me a okay. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're so smart. Um, <laughs> but Absolutely. We, we want this quiz for the
0: people, Lyle. 1 800 324. There's a prize to be won. Or 843. 1 324 843.
1: Bam. Yeah. There you go. So, wow, what's the deal?
0: Okay, in the news today is a whole lot of um, stupidity. <laughs> there's, there's, there's kind okay. of no other way of describing this. is like the dumbest thing that I have ever come across and I'm astounded by how self-destructive human nature can be. Mm. It's like, what, 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 why don't we use our brains for, an ex- for, for, for a change? Okay, so the lockout laws in Sydney—they're dumping them now. Okay, so just let's work our way through this. Um, So, um, so basically, what they're doing is they're dumping the lockout laws and dumping the responsibility back on the people. So it's like, yes, let's sell a mind-altering drug at stupid mm. o'clock in the morning and let's overwork our police and stress out our police force and increase the level of PTSD in our police force uh, instead. That sounds like a smart idea, doesn't it?
1: No, it doesn't sound like <laughs> okay. a smart idea. Oh, really? But, really? Oh, you just figured this out. I, I, have, okay, I so have some fun. thoughts about this, though. I'm like... Like, okay, keep going with your story. We'll just... Okay, so I've
0: got no sympathy. I have zero sympathy for the uh, businesses that are involved in sure. this because they're peddling mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, there is no safe, safe level of drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, research after research after research has come out. This is a high-level cancerous agent, and the social cost is just enormous. Um, when they brought the lockout laws in in King's Cross, assaults dropped by 53%. Mm. Okay, so you combine late nights with alcohol. And basically what you've got is the perfect recipe for violence mm. and bad things to happen. Um, and so they bring the, the, the lockout laws in King's Cross and the CBD, and what it does is that Newtown Double Bay Bondi Kuji. Who don't have the lockout laws, their assaults are up by thirty percent. Mm. You know they're complaining, oh, we've lost sixteen billion dollars out of the economy. No, you haven't lost sixteen billion dollars out of the economy. You've just moved it elsewhere. Yeah. and 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 sixteen billion dollars out of the economy. Once again, zero thimp sympathy for people who are peddling death. They're, mm. they're they're peddling social destruction. They're they're peddling, you know, relationship breakups. They're peddling um, disease uh they're peddling assaults and they're making money out of it and they can pu- I've just I'm just over it not a fan it's like why can't we have dry locations with dry parties and if they're dry let them stay open all night people can have fun people need to learn in this country mm australia needs to learn yes. that the majority of the world never ever drinks alcohol yeah and the majority of the world still knows how to have fun. If you have to use a mind-altering drug so that you can enjoy yourself, you've got a problem. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It is pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Rant over. You can you can come in with your butt now before I start on my next rant about stupidity in our world. Okay. The, the thing I'll say about the lockout laws and why I actually... So, I support the idea, but the... Rolling out of the lockout laws, I didn't support because you know which suburb isn't affected by the lockout laws? What, yours? Is Permont. Uh, you know, I think it's pronounced that P Y R M O N T, Permont in right. Sydney. And you know what's located in Permont? What? The Star Casino. Oh, you've got to be joking. Piermont. Piermont. That's yeah, what Pyrmont. I meant to say. Yeah. 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 And so I'm like. That is so political. It is so political. Is it's disgustingly so political. gnarly. I'm just. Okay, so now you combine
0: all three vices together Mm. to create the perfect cocktail of human destruction. Yeah. So that you can make money.
1: So basically, it was like with the lockout laws, they're exploiting people to make money. And without the lockout laws, they're exploiting people to make money. So
0: basically what they've done, because Piermont is like just right beside the CBD. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just across from the CBD. Yeah. So if you want to go to the CBD to have a good time, you know, to have a party, whatever, to 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 um, drink alcohol and whatnot, you know, come late night, they're just like, well, let's just move everybody across to Piedmont. Yeah. And I tell you what, it shows the political clout that those guys have, doesn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Whoa, that's <laughs> gnarly. That is so gnarly. That is ridiculously gnarly. What? Oh, what a world! Sometimes I'm so disgusted in things that mm. human beings are doing. Mm. Okay, while I'm while I remain disgusted in human beings, um, former Pope Benedict has um, decided to stay in medieval times mm-hmm. and has just written a book defending. Wait for it. Celibacy. Ooh.
3: And he has done this
0: because Francis has considered getting rid of celibacy. Francis is somewhat in 2020 mm-hmm. and has somewhat figured out that the world has, would be a much better place without celibacy mm-hmm. and has made certain hints about it. And so Benedict has had a bit of a freak out and has written a book about celibacy and how wonderful celibacy is.
1: That's just wild. So you know, been, like- oh, seriously,
0: I mean, can't these guys look at the, the results of the Royal Commission here in Australia or you know, various grand juries that have happened in the United States or the history of the Roman Catholic Church and the history of celibacy over the last thousand years? Mm. How much more research do you need to have to show that this is a really, really bad idea? <laughs> guys, you've got some thoughts on this. I'd love to hear from you. Our number is 1-800-324-843. Feel free to call in. Um, You might need to be on hold for a little while because we've got a a, um, slight change of schedule this morning. But love to hear your thoughts or text us on 0491 064 669.
1: If you can give me a positive, Mm. then I'd like to hear what it is on either of these subjects. It's like beyond traditionalism. Because, like, from the Bible, the Bible, like, if we're, because, I don't know, the Catholic Church views it as, like, oh, the old school traditional church. And it's like, well, the traditional Christian view is that celibacy is not a thing.
0: You know, even celibacy, you know, Francis has stressed that celibacy is tradition and not doctrine, therefore, can change. Mm. And I 100% agree with him. You do not find celibacy in the Bible, except where the Bible speaks against celibacy. Yeah, wow. You know, there's a, there's a recommendation for those who choose to stay single, for sure. But the Bible has a very strong language against celibacy. Mm. So this book is called uh, From the Depths of Our Heart, Priesthood, Celibacy, and the Crisis of the Catholic Church. And basically what Benedict does is place all the blame for the uh, sexual scandals in the church on the 1960s sexual revolution. Mm. Well, guess what Pope Benedict Sexual scandals have been around from time immemorial. That is never going to go away. And celibacy has been causing trouble for, like, ever. Go back mm. to the 1860s, the 1860s, and read a book written by a fellow by the name of Charles Chiniqui called The Priest, the Woman, and the Confessional. And when I first read that book, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago, I'm like, this guy was an 1860s conspiracy theorist. Mm. Because it was so far-fetched, it did not seem believable. But now that we've had a Royal Commission and a bunch of grand juries and other investigations around the world, he has been 100% vindicated because what he gives is is a very vivid and clear description of everything that has come to light. In modern times, with modern investigative technology and modern media and social media, where you can't really hide anymore, and so Pope Pope Francis is starting to recognise this and starting to come into 2020, and starting to make hints. And so uh, the former Pope, who promised to um, who made a vow to remain hidden, um, has uh, come out swinging with his new book right here. And, uh, yeah, in a time when, you know, the, uh, the, there's renewed interest in the uh, two popes, particularly with the Netflix movie coming out with um, Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price. Anyway, this is Katie Gustafson with Depth of Mercy listening to The Breakfast Show.
4: Depth of Mercy, goodness. The
0: mercy can be? Mercy still for me? You're listening to Katie Gustafson with Depth of Mercy here on the Breakfast Show. Lawson is
1: about to bring us our next clue for our quiz. What have you got for us, there, Lawson? Quote. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on, for their deeds will follow them. If you know where that is from, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, and you'll get a prize completely for free. Fantastic.
0: All right. Very good. Well, joining us on the phone this morning is uh, Jasmine Treganza. Jasmine is a part-time producer here on The Breakfast Show. And, uh, yeah, a significant contributor to all that takes place here in the morning. But at the moment, she is not producing the show. She is nowhere near the show. Jasmine is at Stewart's Point working with the summer camps up there. Jasmine, welcome to the show.
1: Thank
5: you.
0: Now, Jasmine, summer camps. When we talk about summer camps, what are we talking about?
5: We're talking about a massive camp of lots and lots of kids coming up to this. Beautiful campsite in the middle of the rainforest. They're doing lots of fun activities and they're learning all about God.
0: That sounds really amazing. How many young people have you got there?
5: I think we've got about uh, 110.
0: And how many summer camps take place at this time of year?
5: So we've got four summer camps that take place. Each one lasts about a week. So the first two are for juniors, 10 to 12 years old. And then the next one after that is a teen one for 13- to 15-year-olds, and then the final one is for 16- to 17-year-olds.
0: Okay, so that's a lot of young people that you're going to have coming through that one facility there over a short amount of time. Yes. And uh, you mentioned that you're right there in the rainforest, but you're also not far from the beach. How far? In fact, I can hear birds in the background. That would yep. <laughs> be rainforest birds in the background right there. Sounds amazing. How far from the beach are you?
5: I think it's about 500 metres.
0: Okay. So this, this sounds like uh, just the ideal location for any kind of summer camp. Okay. What kind of young people uh, can come to a summer camp like this? Is it restricted to um, you know, just um, you know, from one particular church or whatever? Or can you know, a variety of people apply?
5: So there's lots of different kids here. There's ones from Adventist backgrounds that have grown up in the church. There's ones that don't really go to church much. There's ones from different Christian denominations, and there's also kids that have never been to church before.
0: Okay, so that's fantastic. So for all of our listeners out there, if you're listening in today and you've got kids that are somewhere in that age bracket, then summer camps are definitely something that um, that you need to be thinking about um, during the you know the, the, the summer break, and I guess it would be – convenient you know for families i'm thinking of families where both parents have to work um this would be a, a a good break for them to be able to send their kids off where they know they're going to be well looked after and uh have a great time do uh with your you, you mentioned the um the junior age bracket what was the junior age bracket again
5: junior age was 10 to 12 years
0: with that younger age bracket do you get some kids that get a bit homesick
5: a little bit, um the girls that I was looking after weren't too bad. They were all quite happy because they had all their friends around them. had one girl that was a little bit homesick on the first day, but once she got into doing all the activities and having some fun and making new friends,
0: she was good. yeah, fantastic. now, what kind of you're a, you're a counselor there, so you're you're in charge of a, uh, a a group of girls how many How many girls are you in charge of?
5: At the moment, I'm in charge of eight girls. And last week when I was with the juniors, I had seven.
0: And do you do that by yourself or do you have a partner with that as well?
5: So the way that they have it set up, they have one main leader for each cabin or dorm. And there are other staff who are running the activities and stuff. And they come in in the evenings and help out, um, making sure the kids go to bed and um, being there for – getting them up in the morning.
0: Okay, so that's you've got uh, very, very well looked after by um, a good, yes. solid team there. Now, um, coming back to activities, what kind of activities take place at summer camp?
5: So there's all sorts of different activities. There's um, wakeboarding and tubing. There's stand-up paddleboarding, archery, horse riding, um, sailing. Um, I can't think of any of the other ones, but there's some awesome activities here.
1: Is there mountain biking this year? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's surprising! Fantastic! They have sailing.
5: Yes, they do
0: have sailing. Ah, see, there you go. This is this is this is getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. So something for Lawson to do, something for me to do. We should go to summer camp, Lawson. <laughs> so, you
5: guys absolutely should.
1: I'm going to summer camp. Oh, you are going to I'm, summer camp. I'm going next week. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, but I mentioned mountain biking because when I was there, like. Um, i messed myself up on a mountain bike big time. I was like the instructor and I was showing these guys how to do these jumps and come up short on a jump and like wrecked my shoulder. I couldn't move it for like two weeks and I got, <laughs> got slinged up. So, I was, I was asking if they still uh,
0: still <laughs> were doing that. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Go for it, Lawson. Um, Jasmine, has anyone hurt themselves at uh, summer camp this year?
5: Um. There's been a few. Has, anyone, cut has toes. anyone?
0: Has anyone? done a Lawson this year? I don't think so. Okay, that's good. That's good. A few cut toes. You kind of expect that, and uh, you know, if kids. I mean, are...
5: We've still got two more weeks to go, so we'll see what happens by the end of that. Maybe Lawson might do his shoulder in again next week.
0: There you go, Lawson <laughs> will wow. have another opportunity. Another opportunity. Such faith. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, what about from a from a spiritual perspective? Um, do you have an opportunity to to talk to these young people about Jesus?
5: Yes. Every evening they have a spiritual talk that all of the kids attend. And then before they all go to bed, I lead out in a cabin worship, which is basically reflecting over what mm. has been talked about in the evening program. And it gives them a chance to ask questions and I can... Guide them um, in spiritual things and help answer their questions, and yeah, just be a good mentor for them.
0: You've had one summer camp already, you're into the second one. What kind yes. of a response did you get from you know, towards the end of the first one? Did you have young people who actually gave their lives to Jesus?
5: Yes, we had amazing responses. From um, I think it was Friday night, they made an appeal, and I think there was about 20 for baptisms, and I think a total of between 20 and 40 for wanting uh, Bible studies, which is almost half of the entire camp.
0: Mm. Oh, really? That's that's that's, so a, that's, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. That's amazing. And out of your group of uh, girls that you were looking after um, last week... Did you have an opportunity to to talk to them personally? To personally encourage them to give their lives to Jesus? Did you have uh, girls who were asking? Yeah, you know, what kind of questions were they asking? And, and what kind of experiences so the, were you having?
5: The juniors weren't as vocal as the teens are about like um, spiritual things, but had some girls making really great comments, and um, they're just really mm-hmm. grasping what what um, what it meant for like. God coming and how much he loves us even though bad things happen and how much he's actually doing for us and these girls they're, they're really good they're um, yeah, really really getting to the swing of things and now with the teens they're um, asking lots more questions wanting to know more about about God and how he can help out in their lives and help with things like anxiety and depression and yeah they're just Really, really searching for something more in their lives.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's that's, that's amazing. Um, what is your What does your day look like? Is this Is this um, Is being a camp counselor a tiring job? Do you get time off oh, during the yes. day? Oh, Okay, okay, <laughs> okay all right. <laughs> Tell us a little bit of that about that. What is when does your day start and when does your day finish?
5: My day starts around six o'clock. I have to be up and dressed and showered and have had my devotions all before 7 o'clock when all the campers get up. And then I have to make sure they're all ready and out the door for ready for line call and just keep in mind and making sure they've got all their things for their activities and they're on time. Uh, so in the mornings they have breakfast, they have um, their morning activities, they have lunch, they have a bit of free time. In the afternoon, then they have afternoon activities. Um, and in the evening, they have like a spiritual talk in the chapel. Then they have a drum of performance. And then we send them all to bed. And then yeah. I don't get to bed until after they're all asleep.
0: And what time, do you, uh, what time do they all get to bed?
5: So lights out is at 10, but I don't usually get to bed until 11.
0: Okay, so you're getting in bed at 11 and getting up at 6. That sounds like yeah. hard work.
6: It is. It is
5: well worth it.
0: That's amazing. And how much do you get paid? How much do all the counsellors get paid for this kind of work?
5: We don't. We all volunteer all of our services because we think that this is a very valuable work and that um, even though it's so hard, it is extremely rewarding seeing just the change in these kids and them giving their lives to God.
0: Okay, so you've got uh, five weeks solid pretty much of camps happening up there with, with um, you know, hundreds of young people coming through. You've got less than 10 per counsellor and all of those counsellors are volunteering. Yes. What an amazing place to be volunteering and what an amazing job to be volunteering at. Uh that's just that's fantastic and we really applaud uh what you're doing up there and uh Lawson we're going to be applauding you next week when Lawson you know now now know what you're getting yourself into. Oh mate, I I've done this before. <laughs> yep. I was
1: I was a counsellor in twenty eighteen and honestly like that it was at that Kent that I made the decision to go into full time ministry. Like it was okay, life so you changing went there, you went as, there a, as a staff as well to
0: be life changing
1: for young people, and yeah. it changed your life, yeah, and like I had that experience, you know, I was in teen one and teen two, so you know groups of um I had a group of thirteen or fifteen year olds and then the next week a group of fifteen to seventeen year olds and it was just an incredible experience, especially um one of the kids in my cabin in teen two, um he was an Anglican kid, and um like he was like friends with a lot of people there because he went to school with them and he just came along and and he heard the message and he heard the the Adventist truth and was inspired to go oh yeah maybe this is what something that I want to be a part of and and he he made a decision to be to be baptized um so yeah it's just like incredible the work that God is doing through things like summer camp and it's like yeah it's personally changed my life and I went there as a staff so I can recommend anyone to go to summer camp. I'm like, man, if you want your life changed, just go to summer camp. Maybe I should go to summer camp. Yeah, last South they, do, they, <laughs> <laughs> do, they,
0: do they allow uh, 47-year-olds to go yeah. and do, be counsellors at summer yep. camp? If, if you, yep. Yeah, you're a pretty absolutely. cool hip dude, so <laughs> <laughs> you can get yeah. in. You you're, under, you're down you, with the you, kids. You underestimate my squareness, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, and um, coming back to you, Jasmine, real quick, is uh, has this been a life-changing experience for you? Lawson just talked about how it was life-changing for him. Has this been life changing for you as well? Have you done this before?
5: I have done a similar thing before as being a counselor in a different summer camp. So I have experienced it a little bit before, but it's still been a really amazing and growing experience. Um, having to look after all these girls and um, just being kind of in charge of making sure they're receiving some spiritual influence in their lives and just helping them out with that. It's just. Grows yourself so much having to, like, serve them.
0: The two different styles of summer camp that you've been a part of, um, which one is which one has turned out to be harder work?
5: Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't both, really compare the both- two. Both
0: pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> so long hours and big rewards at uh, Absolutely. At both both different kinds. Long of hours
1: there. of hanging out and doing fun stuff and listening to that... awesome messages. Like it's a, it's a pretty good gig. Like got to be honest, it's a fantastic. So it's gig. long hours but it's full of blessings. Oh yeah, like it's so much fun. You just get to go and wakeboard and ride bicycles and then hang out with these young people and tell them about God and life.
0: Okay, so for uh, if we've got a listener out there who's who's um, wondering now about how they can be a part of something like this, we've got a number of summer camps that are still coming up. Have uh, Have they all been booked up for this year? There's still spots available. Yes,
5: unfortunately, we're all booked up.
1: Okay, so they um, need to be booking but up. But you can year, then.
5: get in for next year.
1: Yeah. And also, they're running a number of camps during the I Know That Yarra Happiny also runs Survivor Camp, which is like a winter yes. version of summer camp, yes. which is really cool because that's more targeting, you know, underprivileged kids uh-huh. and like bringing them and giving them the opportunity to be a part of something I've like heard that. i such good things and, about that camp. Yeah, it's such a blessing. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, get onto the Yarra Hapni website. Um, and uh, and try and, yeah, be a part of it that way. Yeah, so
0: what is the uh, campground up there called? Yarra Hapney something or other campground? Um, conventions. Convention no, Center. So
1: that's the Stewart's Point Convention Center and Yarra Happiny Camp? Uh, cabin? Um, something.
5: Adventist something.
1: Yeah, you'll find it. Just <laughs> Google is your
0: friend. Google is your friend. Jasmine, thank you so much this morning for joining us to talk about thank you. summer camps. That was Jasmine Treganza. This is Alison Brook.
1: Welcome back to Faith FM. Continuing on with the show, What Book Am I? This book has at least 79 references to angels. That's three times more than any other book in the Bible. So, if you know what that book is, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 and you'll win a prize completely for free. Alright, we've come to my new segment Finally, um, after, uh, after a bit of a schedule change, we had Lyle and then our interview. And now we're doing some positively different news this morning. And the first story that I have to share with you is just, it's just a classic. It's basically the Australian dream. We are known here in Australia for our love of mangoes. It is just—it's the thing. It's mangoes in Australia; they're like synonyms, basically. And um, here in Australia, you know, earlier, well, basically, um, at the here at the start of 2020, as we've been, you know, seeing the the terrible bushfires and the terrible drought, people have been stepping up in different generous ways um, to help out the relief for that kind of thing. And one in particular is a guy named. Uh, Brian Burton, um, who is from Lake Barra, um who oh sorry, who has purchased um, a mango orchard uh, in Gympie, has decided to give away two hundred thousand mangoes um, in an effort for the drought relief and uh, and the bushfire relief. So he's just doing awesome work he purchased uh the orchard back in 2018 and since then it's it's been a really kind of local homegrown story he's tried to to sell his mangoes to you know supermarkets and whatnot but there's always just been contractual issues but that means uh, like i see this as kind of god working in this situation like everything he's tried to do to go commercial has kind of failed which has given him then the ability to just give away all these mangoes and it like desperate in the desperate time of need that we're in um and it's just it's still an absolute wonders like obviously people are loving it and people are just being so supported by this guy just you know sacrificing his mangoes hundred thousand of them might i add that's massive that's a huge amount of mangoes just, uh yeah and so yeah he's given away these mangoes and and people are just being so blessed by it i'm like wow that is generosity mangoes are always a blessing you know um Oh, it's just, it's, it kind of reminds me of the story, like, where the, where the widow kind of like gives everything she has. You know, she gives, like, the whole, you know, her two mites. And it, people look at that and they're, you know, the Pharisees, they're like, oh, that's nothing. But, you know, it Jesus was everything she had. Jesus commends her for everything. and She didn't two, have anything else. 200,000 mangoes on a mango orchard. Like, that's not, you know, that's not a small percentage of the amount of mango. Like, that is legit, like, Everything that this guy has. And it's just impressive. Like, it's just like, wow, someone has a heart on them big enough to say, okay, well, I'm going to be completely self-sacrificial for the case of people who are struggling um, so that they can be blessed. Um, And, like, I fully believe he'll be blessed from that, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's just something that is great to see. Another amazing story that is coming out of the midst of what's going on here in Australia. Um, Man, I thought this was... Just super awesome. Um, a doctor from, a, a, well, a GP from Cobargo has unfortunately, he lost his practice in the bushfires. Um, but he has, you know, like, which is terrible, but he has fully relocated his practice into um, his, you know, solar powered motorhome and has been tending to patients and whatnot out of his motorhome doing a fantastic job. Um, obviously, you know, with his whole practice, his whole surgery going down in flames, he's lost a lot of his tools. He's lost, a, you know, a lot of um, a lot of resources that he had been using. Um, but still, you know, he's got the basics and the essentials. He has the ability to tend wounds and, and do that and whatnot. Um, as well as, you know, one of the biggest things that he's found is that people are coming to him to really seek mental health health support and yep. as he's, you know, had, uh, his surgery open in his motorhome, he's been able to really tend to them. In fact, he says that it's quite comfortable. It's actually his motorhome is a lot bigger. Well, a, a, a little bit bigger than like a lot of the, the small surgery rooms that you have to, to work and to contend with working in a, in a local GP. So yeah, he's just stoked. He's just doing what he can. And, and obviously, you know, this is a business for him. So it's just good to see like, you know, that he's it can, continues on and keep,
0: keeps the economy running. One of the things that they're talking about now is that as the uh, bushfire crisis passes through a particular area, we need to really be going to those areas as tourists to get the businesses back up Mm. and running because a lot of people are sort of avoiding that area because they're thinking, oh, you know, it's completely burned out or we don't want to be getting in the way of relief efforts and those kind of things. But a lot of of the burned out areas have now reached the point where they really do need tourists Mm. and you will see uh, the Australian bush in a... In a different way than you've ever seen it before. Uh, it may be a bit confronting to see the destruction, but um, you know that will all it will it be interesting to go there now and then go there in a couple of years' time and see it all grow back again.
1: Mm. But of course, for Doctor Lee, like you know, as a you know a country GP, like he has such a, and especially in a time like this, you know, there is such importance on its on his work, and it's just awesome that um, it can continue on. You know, at least out of his motorhome. You know that that. Um, yeah, as as you can imagine, like in those areas where you do just have the one GP, you know, yes, you have the one general practice, and and
0: they find it so hard to get GPs out in the bush at the best mm. of times,
1: and like that's gone off in flames. That you know, you can kind of feel like, oh man, there's nothing left. Like how how is anyone going to be supported in this time, especially when and it's people- good because you know
0: are struggling. Doctors do make more money than the average person out there, and they work hard for that money, mm. and they study a long time to be able to do that. So I, 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 more power to them. Yeah. Um, and because he's obviously um, on a higher income, he's been able to buy himself clearly a decent-sized motorhome. Mm. From the description there, this yeah. is not your average. Yeah. And so, um, and so now he's got the opportunity to use it for something really practical. Yeah. Praise God, that's to be,
1: fantastic. To be a blessing. That's awesome. Um, okay, last thing, last story I had. Um, so, <laughs> this is interesting. Like, we have the story of Adam and Eve, right? and how they they populated the earth and a lot of people have often um you know talked about like the i guess the the logistics of that how that would work well we have somewhat of a practical obse- example in in our world today that's coming out of um uh, the the Galapagos Galapagos Islands I believe it's called where the tortoise population was at around 15 so Highly endangered, incredibly endangered in this area of the world. Yes, and so what they did to combat this is they, you know, they basically found all the tortoises on the island. They found the fifteen. They found out what sex they were, and they matched them with the opposite sex. Another fifteen tortoises that they imported from, you know,
0: and they was all Galapagos Island tortoises that were in zoos from around the world.
1: Yeah, so they they brought in all these Galapagos tortoises um to match them but one particular tortoise named diego a male tortoise um they have like um during this time he has contributed to 40 percent of the contra um, um of the of the- he's contributed to 40 percent of the population growth out of all these tortoises which amounts to about 800 children Wow. So Diego True is the father <laughs> of 800 tortoise children. Um, it's a bit of and a bear hero. in mind that this tortoise, you know, we ain't no spring chicken. This guy is 130 years old. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> the, the, the Galapagos tortoises, they last, for, they live for like ever. Forever. Um,
0: amazing creatures. And uh, he's he's pushing hundred and thirty He's pushing a kids.
1: And he's yeah, like in yeah. that time, like this is this is. Has Hashtag life goals right dude. there. <laughs> this is the best, like oh and so and so yeah, he's this guy's just killing it. He's doing a fantastic job basically. They they've now um got, you know, two thousand tortoises on the island. So they've come from extremely endangered to now like Really repopulating the the population, we're seeing great things happening from a life, um, from a wildlife conservation point of view. This has very much been a success. But yeah, dude, Diego's just out here killing it. Just. What Go Diego! Yeah, shout out. What is that?
0: What is the? What, how long do these things actually live for? I mean, they do. We have a, a like
1: a total lifespan of a, total lifespan record lifespan of a Galapagos tortoise. Oh, I mean, let's let's see. But yeah, this is like just such a great thing. I'm I'm happy for Diego, and I hope you know we can. <laughs> um, I hope we can see some of this stuff happening more and more. They live around a hundred years old, but oh, the the record is a hundred and seventy. Yeah, that's not a bad effort. Yeah. 170 is definitely,
0: definitely not a bad effort.
1: I wonder if they're vegan.
0: I would imagine so.
1: Yeah. I think so. Hey. plant-based diet. That's how they're, they're living so long. So, yeah, shout out the Gallipherst. We'll, we'll claim it anyway. Anyways. Uh, yeah, we're going to continue on to the show. This is Sandra Entenman with so many books. You're listening to Faith FM. Stay tuned after this uh, for our Encounter with God section.
7: So many hunger, so many blind Starving for words, they must wait
4: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au.
6: What was what was just a baby boy. When his mama put him in a boat And the river took him home He met a pretty princess It wasn't enough Till I heard a voice from a burning bush Saying, tell old Pharaoh to let my people go free David was just a shepherd boy When the prophet said he would be king even though he was the youngest son he heard about a giant went to see the king grabbed a bag of pebbles and he sung his sling And The rock of ages brought the mighty giant to his knees Well you may feel a bit insignificant when you stand Next to one of those men, but there was nothing special about them until they let the Holy Spirit in, and with a mighty hand they took their stand while everybody else is making cheap talk. It's not the size of the man that matters. All, All that matters is the size of the rock. Have you heard about the baby king? Hark those herald angel, sing, he was the Father's only son. He taught us about heaven, we nailed him to the tree, but in three days he was alive and free, because the heart of the rock was mightier than the stone. So the next time you feel insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men Like there is nothing special about ya Just let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand you'll take your stand While everybody else is making cheap talk it's not the size of the man that matters. All that matters is the size of the rock. Mighty hand, take you stay Listen to me, brother, cause I'm talking to you. Jesus is the only one who'll carry you through. All that matters is the size
3: of the rock.